0: Meanwhile, I've been in podcast, reviewing 997 sequel to Jurassic Park, one minute time. I'm Brad.
1: I'm Dave.
0: And today we're here to discuss Minute 87 of the Lost World. Dave, this week, uh, the Dinosaur Protection Group posted a viral little... It's not a trailer, it's more like a, um, a PSA or something, advertisement for yeah. them. Um, just sort of advertising yeah. what they're about and starring Claire, which was good to have her behind the viral marketing and not, um, not some uh, off-screen actors, I'd say, or voice actors in the background that you're not going to see in the film, so.
1: Yeah, it was kind of nice, it was nice to see the, um, uh, they also used a lot of, uh, or not a lot, but, I mean, uh, some footage from The Lost World as well.
0: Yeah, they, um, they showcased some, uh, some footage of the dinosaurs across Jurassic Park, um, actually, was it Jurassic Park? You know, I think it was just The Lost World and Jurassic World. Um, yeah. Mainly because uh, they're talking about the compies and all the compies and the stegosaur, which we've seen in the Lost World, and mm-hmm. use some footage of that of the baby stegosaur as well. So it was good to see those anim- and, and the animatronic shots as well, not the CG stuff. So yeah, which just still hold up. <laughs> not very much. I wonder if um, they use, well, of course they would use the original footage, but um, it se- it didn't seem to have that um, that darker colour to it like it did in the Lost World. It's like they've taken the original film film stock and sort of brightened it up a little bit.
1: I was kind of wondering if, since they just announced it, if they're using the 4K transfer of The Lost World, which, of yeah. course, would, it would kind of brighten the film up a bit just because it's using... Um, just because it's scrubbing and kind of scrubbing away all of that little uh, gritty kind of... Um what are they like pixelation that you get on the film Yeah when you're using an inferior well now I guess you'd call it inferior um ver uh version of the movie when the DVD was had a lot of gr- uh the DVD when they transferred it into when they did the Blu-ray transfer they didn't take out the um the grain on the the uh, 2011 Blu-ray they did mm-hmm. for the uh, 2013 release of the uh, 3D Blu-ray, but they didn't for the basic Blu-ray, and so you have this level of grain that's in the movie that's now out of that, hmm. that's now gone
0: it, But it's one detail I loved from it, because it just sort of put you in that world a little bit more, but um, mm-hmm. now when we're trying to get screen caps and trying to look closer at some of the stuff in the background having that grain removed would be a, a great benefit
1: Oh, definitely
0: because, um, yeah, I reckon that Compi looked a lot more vibrant. That green sort of looked a lot brighter green than what I remember from the film. But, uh...
1: Oh, um, definitely, especially because when you look at, like, the behind-the-scenes uh, pictures of the, all the dinosaurs, really, especially the males that they used in the Lost World, mm-hmm. they had very beautiful, bright, uh, vibrant colors. The male had that bright yellow and uh, kind of molted green with the dark uh, striping, and the compy had kind of a similar, but sans the yellow. Yeah. There's the bright orange on the raptors, on the male raptors in The Lost World, and we really got to see none of that, because the male is 99% featured in, in the dark. Yeah. With that 1%, we get that CGI, quick CGI cameo at the end, and the compie, uh, we only see it really in the shadows most of the movie.
0: Yeah, the only time we really get to sit out in the sun is the opening with Kathy on the beach, but mm-hmm. which I think that shot's from. You can see the sand behind it, so yeah.
1: Um, and it's a strong shot. It's a great. It's a very. Uh, it's a very well done,
0: composition because mm. you can
1: see, the this kind of beautiful green against the uh, nice flat sandy beige.
0: Yep. So yeah, Bryce uh, Bryce Claire was pretty much just on the uh, video. Saying that they can't let the dinosaurs become extinct again. Um, don't uh, sort of don't rob um, your children, your f- children's children, um, from having the ability to see a dinosaur for the first time and have those that sort of reaction that you did when you uh, mm-hmm. had. I'm guessing all oh, all this would be from visiting Jurassic World, which is a little bit hypocritical. You're saying let's save the dinosaurs and. Doing it in a classroom for kids, and then those kids are going to <laughs> run home and say, "Mummy, mummy, want to go to Jurassic Park and <laughs> to Jurassic World?" Even though it's closed at that point, but um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, trying to get trying to get parents to go on the holiday. <laughs> when it's uh, a big oh. expenditure. But
1: well, another thing to consider is, I mean, how many people did get to see Jurassic World? Because Hammond's dream was everybody in the world had a right to see the animal, the dinosaurs. But of course, one of the lawyers would have wanted. It to be a bit more exclusive. They wanted uh, high priced tickets. They wanted high priced rides. They wanted to make that investment back as quickly as possible. So.
0: Well, to to quote Gennaro you can charge two thousand dollars a day, ten thousand dollars a day, and people will pay it.
1: Exactly, Um, but not everybody can pay it. Yeah. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of kids who went without Disney, who go without Disney World today because they just they just the tickets prices have skyrocketed just since I was a kid.
0: And that's just not getting there. That's there's probably people that live in the cities, right next door to those attractions. And yeah, as you said, that just ticket price, having to spend a day in there is the cost alone is just mm-hmm. um, it grows and grows because they get more and more people go, and uh, everything's about profit. So, um, but at least Jurassic Park mm-hmm. would have been a little bit more exclusive, where you uh, you might have twenty to thirty guests at a time on island where. Like in Jurassic World, it was twenty-two thousand or twenty-one thousand on island when the uh, incident happened. So, but even that twenty-one thousand over a five-year period of that park being open, you just got to wonder how how many um, how many people went through the ticket counter over that five years.
1: And I mean, again, going back to the Disney World analogy, the Disney World uh, the the ticket price of a of a family pass ticket has doubled since I was five years old yeah and so I mean that was 20 years ago in 20 years the ticket price has doubled so what has happened to Jurassic World especially with the expense of upkeep on on animals that are 12 30 tons you know Mm -hmm. I mean that alone the cost of that is phenomenal I'm sure then there's the cloning costs which probably have gotten cheaper since 1993 we'll admit that well but then there's the General upkeep of just the park itself, the monorail, the roads, the service roads, paying people to work there,
0: making holograms. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, but then with the with the cloning the dinosaurs too. Well, after that leak report, um, a lot of the park stock was from Sauna. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a bit of a cost saving there, but. Um... Yeah, but
1: a lot of, you got to remember, a lot of the original stock was from Sauna. A lot of the stock later were that we see are definitely Masrani stock. Like, for mm. example, the Stegosaurus are very different from the ones visually and physically from The Lost World.
0: Yeah, and that's sort of something else that comes out of that report. If they if they had the Gene Guard Act in place and were doing stuff on Sauna secretly, at some point after that, either the Act was um, shelved, because they there's more animals in Jurassic World than what they would have just taken from sauna.
1: hmm
0: Especially considering we see some ankylos- uh, ankylosaurus there, um, even though it's in a restricted zone, but...
1: Mm-hmm. No, but um, actually, it was... It was kind of, like, stripped and de In 2003, they mentioned on the uh, Dinosaur Protection Group side, that in 2003, Ronnie lobbied Congress to lessen sanctions on cloning... And the and uh, genetic technology in the name of medical research, which oh,
0: of course, okay. we know. I think I read there they somewhere think... too about bribing. There was some bribery involved, or something that might have got the act um, sort of decreased in its coverage.
1: I think that was done um, in 2003. They um, Maserati bribed um, local officials to uh, remove mentions of the new dinosaurs oh, reported okay. by, um, reported by the people who crashed there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember saying that, how, um, they paid off. Obviously they paid off Grant and Eric and the Kirby's to, um, not pursue what they seen there. Animal wise, I'm guessing. But, yeah. mm-hmm. No, that's all right. That, that, but again, it's just more world building. Um, and we'll see where uh, we'll see how all this ties in. I'm just mm-hmm. if they're going to keep on going with this marketing, um, I think as we said last week when we were talking about the uh, that leak report, the animal, seeing the animal territories for um, newblown sauna would be great to see if that if they're going to go with that. I suppose there's not really much else I'd like to see. i would just sort of wait until wait and see what they come up with and react to it then. But now that's that's the uh, dinosaur protection group stuff. We'll uh, see what they come up with in the weeks to come. We've still got a couple more months until the uh, film comes out, so mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll. Well, should be exciting. Yeah, I'm sure they'll keep ratcheting up the uh, the viral stuff. So, oh, interesting to see if there's anything that comes out of the Mazzaroni site and that coming out, because I'm pretty sure it's just the way it was when Jurassic World came out. So,
1: it's it is, yeah. It's um, they had after Jurassic World came out, they had a site change that said that the park was closed indefinitely and that Maserati was uh, going to look at his restructure itself or something like that. And um, it hasn't been updated since, actually. So it's interesting to see what will become of that website.
0: Yeah, because I can't... Did they even confirm the death of Simon Maserati on there? I think so. Okay.
1: I, I think they mentioned something like in the wake of the death of our CEO or something like that.
0: Yeah, just a um, just an update with sort of what what they've done, especially after the Jurassic World site was um, air quotes hacked, and um, all the the Dinosaur Protection Group went through there and changed a lot of stuff. So it'd be just interesting to get sort of an um, an update there or a press release from Masrani saying uh, everything's fine here, <laughs> nothing to see. We're uh, we're going to go in. We're going to do what we can to save these animals. Mm-hmm. Just sort of just sort of bluff and um just just a bit of contradiction to the dinosaur protection group because at the moment they're just sort of doing what they're doing and there's not really any opposition to it or either mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. um but yeah as we said we got some time we'll see what happens see what comes out of it i figured out how the animals survive without lacing i don't care ready to get into 87. sure all right as we end the minute of 86 of the lost world Nick had found the old Jurassic Park mural on the wall of the operations building. As we open minute 87, he shines a light, revealing some of the artwork, yet most of it's covered behind vines. He smiles to himself and chuckles, not believing the original stories to be true. At 86 minutes and 14 seconds, Nick turns quickly as a sound echoes through the abandoned building. He shines a light towards the sound, but then starts backing away from the reception area. He moves over to a set of double glass doors and takes one more look back in the direction of the sound that he heard before and then pushes the left door open. It creaks open loudly. We get a slow pan through the communication centre as Nick makes his way towards the radio. Leaves and glass breaking under his footsteps. Broken blinds hanging partially blocking the camera's view. At 86 minutes and 56 seconds his torch beam comes across the power box an old, faded, moss-covered sign reading, Danger, High Voltage, can be seen. And as the minute ends, that light begins to drop down the box to reveal a switch. As we left off last week, Nick's uh, in the operations building in the reception area, and um, just as the Jurassic score reaches its peak, he turns and uh, shines the light across the mirror.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We didn't really talk about it last week, but uh, we did post up. The full mural. I won't say the HD yeah, version because the clean unf- version. yeah, unfortunately Facebook doesn't like to have high definition stuff on their. Uh... Unfortunately,
1: no. So yeah, the resolution kind of got ruined. Yeah. It's just unfortunate because it's a beautiful mural.
0: Mm. Yeah, So front and center we got the uh, Jurassic Park gates with the visitor center in the background and uh, some guests standing around an explorer waiting to depart, which um, again looks fantastic. And you got two explorers coming through the gates towards the. Uh, towards the camera or towards the front of the mural um, and some mm-hmm. kids pointing out the window at a Tyrannosaur looking over a fence rather ominously <laughs> which, uh, that's the <laughs> Tyrannosaur, the jaws that Nick had his head beside uh, in the previous minute <laughs> and it's interesting too because there's three Tyrannosaurs there um, Yeah
1: and the, on the um, leaked documents that the Dinosaur Protection Group posted they actually said that, um, that there are six Tyrannosaurus Rexes cloned for Jurassic Park which I almost kind of uh, calls back to, um, calls back, or no, there's six Tyrannosaurus on Sorna, I'm sorry, and then there's, of course, Rexy. Hmm. So that ties back to Trespasser, right, if you'd remember that they, that John Hammond claimed to, that engine, uh cloned seven T-Rexes.
0: Yeah, the seven torrents of the island or something, like he said, called them. Yeah, um. yeah. And that's, yeah, I posted, we started discussing that a little bit on the Facebook group where, um, especially if that leak stuff that come out, that report, it's it been written after the fact, of course, but it just sort of makes you wonder where and when this would have been um, painted. Because none of these are your Jurassic-style dinosaurs either, um, which makes me wonder if this was painted before they even had an adult animal... Um, Produced, they just sort of done this as this is a artist's interpretation of what we want Jurassic Park to be.
1: Mm-hmm. It's possible because um, it's possible that they had cloned some animals and then looked at them and visualized what they may have become as adults using some of the imagery that they got <clears throat> um, as when they cloned them as babies. Yeah. Because I mean, they do have like a resemblance to their adult version.
0: Yeah. No? Yeah. But it's, it's they're more so what you'd expect the dinosaur to look like before Jurassic come out. Yeah. I'm just wondering why they didn't get Crash Mercury to sort of do something up. Or he might have done... Do we know who even done the mural?
1: I can't remember. I think it's out there somewhere who originally did the mural. Yep. I'd had to research
0: it. Yep. Because it just seems like one of them things they could have got Crash to do in between sketching new the Stegosaur and new animals for the, uh, for the Lost World. But, um... Because none of this is in the previous script, so I wonder how late in production they decided to put this on the operations building wall as well. Um, but just love it, too, where you got the Trenosaurs there, you've got um, the Primina Fence of course, you got two Dilophosaurs, um, mm-hmm. that are probably the most Jurassic-looking of the lot. And you've got a, um, a nest there, too, of some babies in it, which, again, they are um, thinking about breeding back then and not just genetic uh, population for the park. Um
1: mm-hmm. Uh, found the guy who did the mural. Yep. Um, his name is Jimmy... Uh, Jimmy Katranis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, he did the mural for... Uh, he actually has a website. I oh, don't know. What is this? Artist, yeah, Artist Directors Guild. You can uh, contact him. and It has some of his work.
0: I wonder. That might be a little project for the week. <laughs> send a message and just ask, hey do you remember doing this for one and two do you remember <laughs> when you done it <laughs> um, but yeah, I suppose too is just sort of going off this not being Crash's work you've sort of got the straight up explorers as we see them in the film the visitors and is exactly like it is which I don't know how much of the park would have been built before they actually got Sauna off the ground and had some uh, some stock produced but um, <laughs> over on the far left you've got some uh Pterodons flying in the air you got some sauropods um, Brachiosaurs is sort of in a swamp which is still one thing we haven't seen in the films that I really want to see is just mm-hmm. we've them, seen them sort of walking out of the water at the start of Jurassic Park but I'd just love to see them um, in a lagoon or something but, uh, but down the front too you got three velociraptors which we know there was only three left on Jurassic Park after the big one oh, after the uh, the one was shot at the start so but no, it's a very nice mural. I've, it's been a screensaver for mine for a very long time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. It, it's. I think it's one of the probably one of my favorite parts about uh, this work, about the of village because, as Spielberg said in the making of, that when you go back and you see this, and then John Williams plays the Dress Park theme over, the uh, mural when when Nick sees the mural. It gives you that bit of nostalgia for the first movie and it makes you want to go back and watch the first movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that that again, that fine camp Jurassic score is just fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. because it's not it's not the big triumph triumphant part of it. It's slowed down, it's more eerie, it sort of trails off.
1: It's almost somber.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, which fits it. You don't want you want to be able to remember Jurassic Park, but at the same time you remember what happened and oh <laughs> that didn't end well and um, mm-hmm. now it's just sort of a, a, a forgotten dream. But um, We get a close-up on Nick's face, and he sort of scoffs here about it as well, and says, oh, man, which... I wonder how much he knows about Jurassic Park. Obviously, Heyman would have told him what they were going there to document. We got that joke with mm-hmm. Ian a little bit earlier, <laughs> and the big iguanas, but I wonder if he was even told about Jurassic Park.
1: I, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of... I'm sure it... it the question came up, okay, you're cloning dinosaurs. Why? You know, even and I'm sure that then I'm sure Hammond went on some grandiose spiel. Oh, I had the most beautiful, uh, uh park with the latest technology and we spared no expense. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. And where and is it I, now? I, I can
1: just imagine Hammond's going off in this wistful spiel, looking at some old concept art, uh, that's framed in his uh, bedroom office there and then snapping out of it and saying, well, anyway, I need you down here to document some stuff, you
0: know? Yeah. I suppose it also depends on how much Malcolm talked, too, because mm-hmm. he had the non-disclosion and went to the press because InGen was covering up the deaths of those four people now. Whether he, he sort of spilled the beans on all that and sort of told everything, and Nick sort of just remembering back to that and going, oh, man, he was right when everyone thought he was a crackpot <laughs> or... Could be uh, in a way, I
1: think he kind of. I, from what i gathered of what, um, Ludwig said to Malcolm when he when they were kind of bickering back and forth at Hammond's mansion, But well, he spilled a lot. Yeah. He told a lot to the um, press, and he. I think he spilled everything. He spilled Hammond's, He he said that Hammond was or Injun was building a park, and Isla Nublar that they hit cloned dinosaurs. They broke out. They killed a bunch of people. And Injun probably wasn't happy about it because, as Ludlow said, he did sign a non-disclosure agreement to not mention anything he saw at the park. Mm-hmm. But then again, uh, Injun, uh lied and twisted the deaths of four people, and well, he felt the need that to have that not to have their memories uh, destroyed for Injun's profit.
0: Yeah, when when you think about it, too, it's sort of four people he never. Never really knew or was close to, okay. so he's sort of going to bat for him off principle and uh, and that and not off uh, not off knowing him or being close to him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But um, yeah, we get a loud clanking noise that sort of pulls him away from the mirror, and he shines the torch off in that uh, mysterious area of the operations building again, and sort of mouths, "What the hell's that?" Um, yeah. And he sort he of kind
1: of looks over and is like, "Oh, it's nothing." and i think it's almost kind of like him trying to convince himself um that it's nothing because we know what's in the area and we're kind of i mean i always did was curious what made that sound if it was just a bit of the building falling apart a little more yeah well it's was like a, an animal
0: yeah it's no? like something swinging like something's going through a latch gate or something yeah um but I just sort of love, you always get those sort of sound effects in something that's abandoned. <laughs> we talked We talked like a couple of minutes ago about sort of that, that rattling chain and the, the squeaking of rusty hinges. Um, mm-hmm. Even just if oh, a breeze just, I, comes through and blows something, a window or something.
1: Mm-hmm. I was just watching uh, Stephen King's It. And so, of course, the uh, new movie has this creepy abandoned um, Victorian-style house and it, there's all kinds of that going on. I mean, there's rats scurrying across the floor, leaves crunching, the, and and it's a horror movie, so every little sound kind of make puts you on edge.
0: Yeah. You know? Yep. Just to build that tension. Uh huh. And again here, like as we as we just seen before, that uh, the velociraptors chase them through the grass. We presume, and we're going to see later that they do indeed follow them to the village. So. But he uh, starts to walk away from the reception area towards a set of double doors in that glass wall um, behind mm. him, where the uh, the sofa beds sofa beds where the uh, sofas were. Um, and um, in, interesting here, like you're saying, he was trying to convince himself he before he opens the door, he looks back past the camera again before he opens mm. the doors to like sort of just watch his back as he pushes them, because uh, he knows mm. he's about to make an, a loud noise here. Um, yeah. But he, he pushes on the left-hand door, and I just love, because the right-hand door's got a very large section of glass missing, big enough for him to walk through anyway, so, so he's just made that noise of opening the door when he didn't really need to. Mm-hmm.
1: But maybe, and, I mean, maybe I mean, Vince Brown's a big guy. He's one of the biggest guys in Hollywood. He's yeah, like yeah. Six, so maybe he just wouldn't have fit through there anyway, or he didn't think he could anyway.
0: yeah. But it would leave that little bit of a buffer behind you too. So if a, a large animal was coming, it'd have to try and get through that door as well, and not have to open it. But <laughs> as we know, they do—they do know how to open doors. <laughs>
1: yeah, Although we right.
0: don't—we don't see that with the sauna one, so we don't know. But um, yeah, they kind of just throw their
1: body
0: at it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, then we cut to sort of a side pan as the camera moves down the hallway and looking through some more glass for the wall as he cautiously enters the room. And you get more Mm -hmm. of those great sound effects as he's walking on the broken glass and the dirty floor.
1: Um, Yeah, I I love this pan. Just because, I mean, it's clearly on a Panavision. um, No, not a Panavision. um, It's clearly on one of those tracks. Because, I mean, the camera movement is so smooth. But you get a nice long shot of the entire radio and control center here. You know, and it's all done from the outside looking in, as the as the view is broken up constantly by these broken blinds.
0: And that's my biggest problem. <laughs> There's too many damn blinds in the way, blocking so we can't see everything clearly. But you get patches here and there. There's some tables in the middle of the room which are interesting. they have sort of got large glass panels on them. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: one you can sort of we've done some zooming in, and you can see a bit of a map there. Which, um, these aren't they don't actually look like glass displays. They look like um, sometimes you'll see the glass, almost like a whiteboard where you can draw on them. You can have some stats yeah, or that's something. Yeah,
1: I think they are. Um, yeah,
0: like there might be a map. There might be a map of that area, just a village area pre-printed onto that glass, and then they can write on them, write on it if
1: they're.
0: Yeah, um,
1: with dry erase markers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's what I always thought they were. Was they were, um, you know, you know, you watch Star Wars and they end. Uh, Echo base in the lost war. I mean, in *Empire Strikes Back*, um, they have those screens that they're making marks on, mm. and it's just a map out of the uh of the uh, the solar system that they're in. Yeah. And well, that's why I always thought they were here was that they were um just they were just tracking uh, or whatever they were like display radar. I'm not even sure how they call it, but they have them on submarines too.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're sort of just um, you can have some a certain information there, and then you can I've add information to them. Um, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And they they like track the surrounding area with radar. So, of course, there's the landing pad. So there, so I'm sure is probably involved with doing that, and of course keeping track of dinosaur movements or anything in the kennels, or keeping track of. of so, uh, not soldier, uh, worker movements as they went to and from the village
0: Yeah, each day. Yeah, because the one on the very ends, I'm just looking now, it's got a grid, It's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, a grid of 11 blocks, um, hmm. and it's sort of, there's another, on the far left you've got, like I said, a set of crosshairs there, um, which might be the north-east, south. It almost looks like, that might be Nick's reflection, but it almost looks like a coastline, so it could be, it could be even the harbour, or any sort of monitoring like that, as you said, radar. So, mm-hmm. um, But of course, those desks as well have got um, like the lamps, uh, old yeah. office desk lamps on them. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple of uh, office chairs sort of laying on their sides on the back. Um, which sort of makes me wonder too, a couple of these glass panels are broken as well, but um, obviously they've had animals in there at some point sort of dirtying the place up a bit, but I wonder why there aren't animals nesting in there considering it's sort of well, it what seems to be watertight but
1: I would assume it's the raptors. I mean the raptors have a nest that's outside the village.
0: The territory yeah.
1: is their hunting ground uh, and everything in Jurassic Park fears the raptors.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I imagine that no kind of animal would be dumb enough. Except for <laughs> to to maybe lizards and stuff like that. It would be dumb enough to try to um to uh, make a home right next when their neighbor is such a dangerous beast,
0: you know. Yeah, I'm just I've zoomed in again here, and there's um that that cross that northeast southwest. It's not there's four dots and a block. It almost looks like it could be the worker village boundary, but it's got concentric circles going around it all the way out to make it look like it's a depression. Because mm-hmm. it looks like a map, the actual like map topography um, printed on there and then there's something in the top corner that sort of looks like the operations building roughly but I'll, I'll post these photos up during the uh, during the week and we can have discuss them online anyway but um, it's just yeah some odd there's two of them hmm. anyway <laughs> again um, someone in the uh, production might be able to give us some better ideas of what all this artwork is. I just wonder if it's something from mm-hmm. another film. And as much as I'd like to go and watch every film that come out and was produced between 96 and 97, I don't really want to put myself to that just to see if this stuff was used from somewhere else because a lot of this wouldn't have been made specifically for The Lost World. You'd imagine it would have just come out of a prop house somewhere.
1: Um... I mean, Spielberg, when he goes... When he makes a movie, he goes all out, and I wouldn't doubt for a second that everything here was made specifically for this movie, or at least uh, most of it was, you know?
0: Well, that's it. I just watched um, Back to the Future 2 was on TV last night, and that Hill Valley set in 2015 is just... There's <laughs> just detail is everywhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just sent you those blown-up maps. Oh, all right. Don't oh yeah, I see
1: it. Uh, Yeah, there is typographic lens there. I yeah,
0: because there's that one where Nick sort of stand behind it, and it looks like it's more of a um, there. that one there. I thought it looked like the coast, but I think it. it's just his shadow. Yeah,
1: there's the
0: shadow one there. Yeah. So the other one, yeah, you got that that sort of northeast southwest in the middle. Then you've got the black T-shaped piece above and below. You've got two of them there. I've got no idea. They look like a building or something. Like you'd see buildings on a map, but they're too yeah, to they're too sort of angular and out to be mud or debris, like you can see junk on the glass around them more, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's just very weird.
1: Yeah, there's kind of like some mold that comes off the very top and just gets less and lesser, or so Yeah, yeah. And then there's topographic lines and the head down into a depression and at the center of that there's a box with kind of looks like uh, four circles surrounding it like you said mm. and then i can't tell if it's like a leaf or if that's an actual marker of some some point at the uh the third from the top interval
0: yeah yep yeah, yeah i think some of that's debris up there and uh-huh. mold mold glowing on the uh, growing on the glass but yeah and then even that that sort of cross it it sort of looks like the engine logo in the middle but i can't again four a 4k release of this would be exceptional <laughs> mm-hmm. um, It's one of the problems the um the one website i found it's probably got the most accurate and the most hd screen caps um of any other site sort of doesn't do true screen caps. It's sort of every couple, every three or four seconds, it'll take a photo. Where most um, of the HD screen cap sites sort of do every frame, they'll have a or well, every frame or two. So you don't have the camera blurring between frames. You've just got that frame that the camera shot. So it'll be a it'll be a continued endeavor. But um, mm-hmm. um, he reaches the end wall and starts brushing aside some vines, looking for the radio. Um, and he shines the torch across the one set of vines to the wall and finds a panel with a old red uh, sticker mm-hmm. on it: "Danger, high voltage." Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah, I always loved the effect that we see here, just that close up of the "danger, high voltage" sign.
0: Hmm. There's and... no there's no number with the volts. You can see the volts, but the number's sort of missing. I'm guessing that would be ten thousand volts, just because that's mm, sort maybe. of what they go for. Uh huh.
1: Oh yeah, you get that great uh, shot of the. Uh moss and mold just flecked across this high voltage sign with a vine going right across the corner
0: mm. and they sort of park it back to the novel where there's that little bit of yellow tinge to it as well to signify the sulfur from mm-hmm. the volcanic activity um it's it's not done a lot in the film but sort of sort of makes that thing as we've seen like earlier Ludlow said everyone's run on geothermal power so but yeah just the Product, the production design here um, making all this stuff look old because um, then as the minute ends he sort of puts a torch beam, or the torch beam drops from that sticker down to a Western Electric switch yep. but um, we don't get to see that until the next minute no. before we do get here, the road to here we can pick up on both scripts a little bit later because as I said the, uh, the group sort of make their way towards the village together so we'll pick up what happens there when we get Malcolm and the rest of the team come in in a couple of minutes' time. But Dave, anything else on 87 you want to get to before we get out of here for the day?
1: No, I think we'd uh, covered that pretty well.
0: Alright, lovely. Alright, guys. Let's get the hell out of here. Contact details are on the website thelostworldminute.com You can email feedback to thelostworldminute at gmail.com, Facebook thelostworldminute, Twitter at thelostworldminute, and Instagram thelostworldminute. Easy to remember. Yeah, yeah, very easy to remember. (laughs) Uh, David, thank you for joining me for this recording. You're welcome. And we'll be back. I've been Brad. I'm Dave. And uh, we'll talk to you all later.
1: Goodbye. Talk to you later. Bye. It is absolutely imperative that we work with the Costa Rican Department of Biological Preserves to establish a set of rules for the preservation and isolation of that island. These creatures require our absence
0: to survive, not our help.
1: And if we could only step aside and trust in nature, life will find a way.